0: There you go. I think I did it. You did it. it. I hit it. This reminds me of the mice, mices, mouses that were used in like the um, early 2000s that you would see that were super cool. I I remember walking through like uh, Best Buys and um, what was the other name of the computer? Circuit City. What was the one that started with an F Um, that's like a computer store? Is an F? Yeah, I'm pretty sure.
1: F Y, not F Y E. No, 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 no,
0: no, 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 no,
1: I think they're still around. Well, you'll find it, and we'll talk. We'll start with that after we come back. Because guess what? I'm Stephanie. Oh, I'm Sarah. And this
0: is Dead Dime
1: Stories, motherfucker.
0: Episode thirty-nine. Fries. It's called Fries. F R Y. I don't know. Fries. Fries. It's a. It's a, like a, a Circuit City, Office Depot, um, home technology gadget store. And okay. I remember walking I'm through there as a kid them. and seeing these really weird mouses for the computers that had the rollerball scroller. Yeah. I remember being a kid and thinking, that's really cool. I always, but as an adult, yeah. I, I thought can they see were like fancy
1: gamer mice. Mouses. I think they are. I
0: think that's how they started. Yeah, um, for sure.
1: And I don't like it. First of all, yeah, I'm not a fan. Second of all, of all those stores, I always liked Circuit City because the front door looked like a plug. It looked like
0: a big plug, yeah. They are no longer around, right? They're not.
1: And if you met us at the Virginia Thespian Conference and you're a teenager, you probably don't even remember Circuit City because I'm on old broad.
0: If you met us at the conference and you're still listening, please send us an email. Say hey. Yeah, write <laughs> us a review. Send us an email at this point in time. Yeah.
1: And how do you feel about this show?
0: Yes, now that you're I, listening and you, you like obviously as, as people. You obviously listened to our past two episodes, <laughs> which have probably been the dirtiest. Oh my god.
1: Yeah. Both Gil Marie and Philip uh had things to say. Both of them said they laughed a lot and Phil said that I because I said the one joke that I felt I missed out on was asking do you know the abortion man who lives on Drury Lane? Yeah, uh, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't make I, that joke. I missed out on that, but I made up for it. It wasn't the hashtags that I made in posts about the episode. All right, all uh, right. Where, yeah, who li- hashtag? You know, do you know the abortion man hashtag? Who lives on Drury Lane?
0: I mean, you guys have obviously listened to that episode now, but I have been making. Your local in-house abortion man joke jokes, yeah. for a really long time since that episode was recorded. That's and nice. now I can say it and more people will understand. Yeah. I mean, it was a great deal. Yeah. So, um, in-house uh, abortion know, man. our, you know, our
1: friend who uh, sends us the pictures was like, oh, my God, this episode.
0: <laughs> he loved it.
1: The people love it. You've all
0: spoken. You're you terrible
1: have. people, just like us.
0: Yep, you love the abortion. You man. love us, and you
1: love abortions, which is good if, for you.
0: If it's in house, even better. Even better. So, Stephanie, plug your thing that's coming up really oh, soon because we're all really excited. I'm bah, 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 plug bah.
1: so many things,
0: like a Circuit City front house. Oh, God damn it! Like
1: the entrance like a to Circuit, a circuit ci- City. There you
0: go. Like the entrance to a Circuit City. Um. Uh, <laughs>
1: I ruined that. Well, when this comes out, it'll be the 14th. Happy Valentine's Day, y'all. Happy Valentine's Day. And uh, I will be in, you know, we've rebooted Hedwig just for two nights only. So one night here in Philadelphia at Voyeur. And uh, if you want to get tickets, you can get those at hedwigvday.eventbrite.com. Uh, eventbrite is B R I T E. Uh, Hedwig, H E D W I G, V Day, dot eventbrite dot com. And that's going to be tickets for the Valentine's Day at Voyeur. And then the next night, motherfucker, we're going to be in New York, Souterra, at the Lori Beachman Theater. And tickets for that don't have as clean of a link. But if you go on Facebook and just search Hedwig Lori Beachman. Beachman is B E E C H M A N. And uh, that'll bring that event up, and you can get the tickets through the Facebook site. And uh, my friends, Zach and Dean, are going to be there. And Zach is a fan of the show. And Zach, Zach. he was the one that sent us our first email that said that he he had sex with someone who ghosted and asked if that counted.
0: (laughs) It does count, Zach, and we really appreciate that first email. Uh, I. Want
1: to tell my sister I love her and apologize for the public roasting because he was like I feel like I have stuff I want to say all the time but I don't say it because I don't want to be the well actually guy and also I don't want to get roasted like you did. Roast her? (gasps) Did we roast
0: her? I don't think we roasted her. Does she think? Gail Marie, do you think we roasted you? She.
1: Okay, well, now I'm going to blow up Phil's spot right now. This is so funny. Oh, well, and I don't Phil, care if Phil thinks right. we roasted him. And in. when I talked to Phil, Phil's Phil. Phil like, you say stuff about me on your show, and I'm like, whatever, but you say stuff about Galmy, and she's like, she said stuff about me. And I'm like, <laughs> I know, and I'm sorry, and I love you, and you know that I love you. You're my sister. Anyway, the two of you. And Zach, I, I love you, Zach. Uh, I'm so excited you're going to come see Hedwig. It's going to be so exciting and awesome and great, and I said excited already, but I have a whole great weekend planned, uh, and it's going to be fun. So yeah, Hedwig, fourteenth in Philly, fifteenth in New York. Tickets are available online.
0: Blah 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 blah. So I wait, what know. did what did Phil say about the show? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, no, Phil likes the show. Phil's been listening for a long time, and he wanted to remind me of that. He's like, "Yeah, I know Galme like binged it all in one week, but like remember, like I've been there like since the beginning." And I was like, "I know Phil, like
0: coming Phil, for that number one spot. Phil up, number one spot. <laughs> I'm trying to remember to
1: call. Has Phil he gotten
0: up. a sticker? Did he leave us a he review? He hasn't gotten
1: a sticker, and he that's what he's butthurt about. He's like, I butthurt that I haven't gotten a sticker yet. And I told him what I tell everybody, which is, he's like, I shouldn't have to email. I'm your brother. And I'm like, no, you have to email, and I'll tell you why. Because Sarah is the one who gets that shit together, and Sarah's the one who makes sure that that happens.
0: Yeah, Phil, you're not my brother. And she
1: checks the email. So she's the one that sees the email, sees we need to send out the sticker, and make sure that that happens. Uh-oh. So you, and like, yeah. Gummary and Phil are both like, um, I should just be able to tell you and I'm like, No, because I don't do any of that. I just write the note and go, Thank you.
0: Has Phil left us a review? He has. And he's like Leave us another one. <laughs> did he leave it on Facebook or did he leave it on iTunes? I think iTunes. I leave one know. on Facebook. <laughs> tell Email your friends us, to leave
1: one. Because Sarah does that shit.
0: I do, and I love your emails. And I have I have an email in a minute that I'm going to read to you. But I need to make a note about Ooh. stickers. see
1: she's making notes about stickers. We're going to make them happen, Sarah. Huh? Oh, did I say that my one woman show has a name? Yeah. You don't. You can't buy tickets yet, but it has
0: a name. Yeah. I mean, you announced it last one but announced it again.
1: I did. So my one woman show is coming up Friday, April 5th, and that's called Bad Sex and Other Problematic Analogies. By me. Starring Hello? me. Who? Me. Stephanie C. Carnison. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so um that's going to be really cool. Uh that's exciting. That's happening. Uh yeah. Plug it in like Circuit City or like Glade, bitch.
0: Plug it in, plug it in. I like the plug it in like the entrance to a Circuit City. I like that. I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. I like that. Stephanie. Y'all ready to talk talk about some ghosts? Are you talking about ghosts? What are you talking about this week, Sarah? I am. So I told you I have an email. I got a personal ghost story from one of our listeners because I checked the emails. Um, She does, which is why I'm on all of you about come at me, fight me, email me, talk to me, please. I'm real lonely. I don't have that John Wayne Gacy mannequin. Remember
1: when? (laughs) Remember when I thought that Emily was uh, Christina pretending to be somebody else so that we would feel like we had a fan? Yes. And I was like, Christina, I love you, but that's like that
0: was like too far.
1: (laughs) But that wasn't what happened. It was a real
0: fan. I don't think that's her name, but that's okay because she wanted to remain anonymous. That's fine. Anonymous. That's her. Thank you, man. Um so yeah, I have a wonderful uh, ghost story from our. We've already sent her a sticker because she left us a review, uh, Joe, and she said, "Hi, Sarah and Stephanie. Hi, y'all. Ready to talk about some ghosts?" Ah, she got me. She got us. Yes. <laughs> um, let me start by saying that I grew up in a haunted house. I feel like everyone says that, but I'm serious. My childhood home was haunted by a ghost of a man, soldier actually, who committed suicide. He actually committed suicide next door in the house that he lived in, but the bullet that killed him went through his window and hit my house and was never recovered. So my mother and I believe that his spirit followed the bullet and transferred from his house to my house. So that's the backstory. Okay. All right. So it's haunted by this soldier who killed himself, but his bullet... their house. There are a lot of things that happened that I remember that are creepy as fuck. For starters, at night, when I was younger, I would remember seeing a shadow man standing in the doorway of my mom's bedroom. He would completely block her doorway, and every time I saw him, I felt scared. I saw him so often that I trained myself to not look at my mom's doorway at night if I had to leave my room. I still did that up to when I moved out. It was literally ingrained in me that if I didn't avoid looking at my mom's room, I would get scared and see a shadow man. So I avoided it, period. Hardcore, period. Ooh. Now, I've only been touched by something once. Ooh. And that was when I was younger, too. I had a bad dream and ran to my mom's house to finish sleeping the night with her. Mom's house? Mom's room. Okay. That was my bad. Dyslexia is alive and well in me. Uh, I had a bad dream and ran to my mom's room to finish sleeping the night with her. Typical kid stuff, right? Well, me getting into bed woke my mom, and so she got out of bed to use the bathroom. She crossed the foot of the bed and went into the bathroom. As she went into the bathroom, I felt a hand reach up from the foot of the bed, grab my ankle, and pull me down a little. A fucking ghost pulled me down the bed. Enough for me to freak out, at least. And when I talked to my mom after it happened, she said that it was her. But it couldn't have been her because she was in the bathroom and my little child brain knew that, but I let it go anyways. I slept in the bed. My mother let me sleep in that bed after a ghost pulled me. I talked to her about it recently and she said that she only told me it was her because she was tired and wanted to go to sleep. What the actual hell... She was tired enough that she would rather sleep in a room with a ghost that physically touched me, pulled me down because she didn't feel like doing anything about that. Goodness. Let me tell you what. I would fight a ghost if they touched my child, but people handle situations differently, I guess. (laughs) I think she's from the South because I love the way she's writing. Like, it sounds super Southern, right? Goodness. I but I it. guess that's just how people raised. children I just nowadays. I guess that's just how you raise your kids back then. I love it. I love the way that she writes it. And she says, I'm getting sidetracked. Back to the ghosts. Through my time living there, things were moved, voices were heard, presences were felt, and shadows were seen. That was about it. Typical haunting shit. No more touching, nothing aggressive, just little things. I mean, after I got out of the shower once, I saw the word die written in the steam of the mirror. Damn. I thought it was my mom trying to scare me, but no, she didn't do it. Great. Now, the real scary shit happened while I was in high school. I was having a nightmare, I believe, and I could feel myself being pulled back into my body. Like a rope was tied around my subconscious and someone was pulling me back into the waking world. As soon as I was fully aware, I had the feeling that someone was in my room with me. I wasn't facing my door, and fear was locking my muscles down. My eyes opened, and I could see my bedroom wall, and I was aware enough to pretend I was asleep. I didn't want the intruder to awake. I was under the assumption that an intruder had killed my mom, my dog, and was now coming to kill me. Right? I kept telling myself to turn around to see the intruder. If I was going down, I was going to see it coming. So I built up the courage and turned around and saw a shadow man standing close to my bed. His hand was reaching towards my face. He looked up, his eyes met mine, and he straightened up. He turned around and walked into my living room, disappearing into the darkness. I know what you're going to say. Joe, it's sleep paralysis. And then in all caps, she writes, Bullshit. Get it, Joe? You know what the fuck is up. This was not sleep paralysis because I saw the figure after I turned around. I couldn't have been half asleep either because I was so scared. I was fully awake. Yeah. This was a face-to-face encounter with a ghost in my house, in my fucking room. And then she wrote, Ugh. "Joe, I slept with a hand on the Bible for a while after that, but I never saw him again. Thankfully." She should have kept the Passion of the Christ running on loop in her bedroom. That's what what I've done every time.
1: That will, like I said, that doesn't matter who you're trying to repel. It'll get them out. That is a cure all. Number one, anyone ever who wanted to spend time with you or be around you.
0: I'm gonna prescribe uh, 48 hours of Passion of the Christ on loop, please, with subtitles. Thank you. Uh, And she said, "Hope y'all liked it. Stay creepy, Joe." So thank you, Joe, for your Dang, creepy, Joe. creepy story thank about you
1: for sharing with us. having a
0: shadow man right by your face reaching girl, towards your body. I can't, I can't even. I can't. i need to take a picture for
1: Ooh. the Insta, but girl, I cannot. Sleeping
0: with that hand on the Bible. Next time, put on Passion of the Christ. That's what we recommend. <laughs> but that's what I'm telling
1: you. Any, that will, again, that is a cure-all. Anyone that you want to keep away from you, be they human or be they It'll you know, do it. Spirit, you want to get them away from you? You fucking put Passion of the Christ on a loop. Done, done, and done,
0: done and done. Like that's all that you need
1: to do. Ever really?
0: Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Um. So also, side note again on that. Um. I love getting ghost stories yes. from you guys, and I would love to be able to get enough ghost stories to be able to make that an individual episode. i mean, do a whole episode of just your I would stories. love That'd to. That would be so fucking cool. Please send us, even if they're short, even if they're silly, even if they include like a ghost penis or someone ghosting you, send us a story. I would love to hear it. I would love to read it and we will definitely put it on the show. It's not a waste of time. I check the email on a daily basis. I kind of base like my own feeling of self-worth onto how much you guys interact with us. <laughs> Is that too much? Am I laying it on too thick? I mean, but for real though, sometimes. Sometimes really. Like it, like it makes really us really happy. You, not
1: sometimes you're laying it on too thick. Like so, like, like for real, it makes us feel like. It makes like us really happy. It makes us feel really we good. We do this because we like doing it and feeling like we're making, you know. I like feeling like, you know, I'm I'm. Always... Are we making a difference with our abortion
0: jokes? <laughs> Are we bringing we're, awareness? We're making
1: a difference in my life. And <laughs> I do this because I, you know, I love to perform and I love to like make stuff and it makes me feel like you know hey we've got a show like we do a show every fucking week like that's huge
0: to me and you guys listen
1: but that yeah I was like but then that you guys actually like listen and have a good time and you're like we want more episodes we want more stuff like that's cool
0: you gotta email us and tell us that it makes us feel good it does and when we open a patreon I was gonna you say, have and to and give us your money. Patreon
1: and you give us that you know five to twenty dollars a month donation like you're going to change our lives you're going to totally. pay our you're going to pay our soundcloud fees like that's we just big deal big deal we just want to break
0: even on the show at this point that'd be cool we're just really glad that you listen and we just want to have you email us and i just and can't tell us stress that enough you like us tell that's me all, that you like that's me that's all we want please all right thank so thank you joe thank you joe we really appreciate your story that shit's crazy If you ever come across a shadow man in your sleep who's reaching towards your face, I would probably pee. I don't really know what else to do at that point. Yeah, that's fair. He walked away, so you kind of were good. But I'm pretty sure I I would pee. Um, But that's not my only story. I did come prepared. And this is our Valentine's Day episode. Yeah, it is. Happy Valentine's Day. Hug your loved one. Hug your pet. Hug your whatever that you're into. Give out some love. And what I wanted to talk about was I have three little love ghost stories. Yes yes. three unrequited uh, Let's play a love ghost lay a
1: love ghost. It's a love what ghost maybe want some toast with the love ghost. I don't know. you mean ghost like toast? I couldn't think of what else to try it with. It's, it's good. No, or no. it's like you know you're you know he's a demon and you're the host. It's oh. the love ghost it's a love ghost. No, we'll I want to take a ride on your ghost dick. Yeah, sure.
0: Let's have some fun. This beat
1: is sick. I, I want to <laughs> take a ride on, on your ghost, ghost
0: dick. You can hold that beat. I want to take a ride on your ghost dick. <laughs> and she's got that scepter thing. That's true. Like it's a... Let's get back to the ghost story. Uh, we're not making this episode as dirty as the other ones. There are no abortions in my stories this week.
1: Sorry. Is that gonna
0: be the standard? We sorry it. about it. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. There's no abortions this week. Um <laughs> oh, but we've said it four times. So
1: we've said it way more than that already. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wanna oh, it's on <laughs> my no! mind. I was gonna say I don't want to kill this joke like a fetus. Stop.
0: Let's Oh, it's like I got abortions on my mind. <laughs> Sarah, what are you talking about? <laughs> Oh, a haunted abortion clinic. Girl.
1: <laughs> I thought we weren't doing this before. <laughs> I really there's a megaphone right here and I just want to turn it on and be like, Abortions.
0: Don't, don't, don't. Are they home? They are home. Put it back down. I got a ghost story to tell you. You you are ready to talk about Hello? You ready to talk about some ghosts? I really want to talk about some ghosts. You know you're gonna say I really want to talk about some abortions.
1: Are you making me want to? Do I do I open this? Don't
0: don't do it. Is it like? Oh no! You broke it. I didn't
1: break it.
0: No, I think you're supposed to speak into that speaker, not oh, that do part. You have to? I yeah.
1: I'd like to turn the volume down, please. <laughs> Abortions? No. It doesn't, work. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Abortions. Can
0: you get the abortion, please.
1: Abortions on aisle abortion four. On Isle. Abor- Abortions on aisle four. Clean up on abortions.
0: Breaker breaker one nine.
1: I got a ten for abortion over here. Abortion. Breaker breaker. We got it. we got. It. We got abortions.
0: What is this show? So what are you
1: talking about this week? Besides abortions.
0: <laughs> I fucking can't. Ugh! Okay. I got a few love stories for you. Great. So, the first one is a ghost story from two college campuses in the great state of Arkansas. Ooh. Arkansas. That's where Bill Clinton is from. That's very true. And the almost president, but presidential candidate, Hillary Clinton. Mm. Um, Too soon. This is the story of the lady in black. Okay. Who apparently haunts Henderson State University and, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, Oachita University, which is a Baptist, Oachita Baptist University in Arkansas, they both are home to the apparent Lady in Black. So the legend has it that Josh, are you going to do it? I was, then you kept. That's why I paused. I was like, legend has it. All right. (laughs) A student from Henderson started dating Jane, a student from Oachita. The relationship was fine and happy until the time came for the university's homecoming dance. See, the Henderson State University and Wachita Baptist University were major rivals.
1: Oh, were they now?
0: Josh's friends just couldn't let it go that he was seeing a girl from their rival school. How dare he? And they gave him a whole bunch of shit, and she was a biology major, so they were like, ooh, and she's a big old nerd. So they just gave him a whole bunch of shit up until the point that he finally caved in and Josh broke up with Jane right before the homecoming dance. And apparently, to make matters worse, Josh also then went and found himself a replacement date of a girl who goes to Henderson as his date for the homecoming. So when Jane found out, She of course was incredibly distraught, yeah, and just couldn't believe that she'd lost her love and that he'd have another girl, and so it says that she went to her dorm on campus. She put on a black dress and a veil, and she killed herself. Girl, a lot of feelings, a lot of feelings. Worth it? Well, she did it. I know. Now, depending upon who you hear the story from. Jane killed herself in a few different ways, including throwing herself down an elevator shaft in the building. But the widely known, you know, thing that she did was that she went and walked off one of the cliffs lining the river that was on campus, the Wachita River. So they're on campus and there's a river right by campus. Yeah. And it's got cliffs overlooking the river. And she went and walked off one of those cliffs and killed herself. She had a lot of feelings.
1: Girl, she did. She was listening to The Cure a lot.
0: Really, honestly, yeah. I mean, this was in the, um, I don't want to say the 20s yeah. that this apparently happened, but she definitely was listening to The Cure a lot. Yeah, the Cure back then. Sure, yeah. Um, now, Jane's Spirit is seen wandering the halls of Henderson's campus, mainly around homecoming time they say she's looking for the some say she's looking for the other woman who stole her man mm. and some say she's still trying to attend the homecoming with her love Aww. people who have encountered her spirit claim to see a black figure to hear moaning and to feel cold hands and sudden temperature drops
1: goddamn
0: so considering that these are two rival schools each school does tell a slightly different version of the story Um, Henderson students recount that Jane was the one who went to Henderson and Josh went to Wachita, making Wachita out to be the jerk because Josh broke up with the sweet Henderson girl. Right. And then Wachitas flip it to tell the side that I told you, which is where Jane went to Wachita and Josh went to Henderson. But apparently Jane didn't give a shit about the rivalries because her ghost has been spotted on both campuses. Oh yeah,
1: girl. She go wherever the fuck
0: she wants. She goes. She, she she over wherever she wants so this is a story and it's noted with Henderson at their freshman orientation. They tell this ghost story of oh. the lady in black okay. and they're like, you'll tell, you'll see the lady in black at homecoming. Keep an eye out for her. The lady in black is coming for you. But she's real sad. So don't J- make J- eye contact <laughs> or she'll talk to you. Um, Nobody
1: So it is just you and I want to be sorry. Please, please keep <laughs> talking.
0: One interesting—you told me to keep talking. I take this beauty by my side. Please. Do you feel better? Tonight. Can you? Never I'm gonna sick the lady in black on you. We need to abort tonight. this song. Oh, you did it. <laughs> Are you done? Was never that the safe forget. word? No. Our safe word is abortion. It's never, abortion. It's never a
1: safe word. But you know what is a safe word is red, and that's what that song is actually. It's Lady in Red. And
0: we're talking about the Lady in Black. Yeah, so so can you finish up. I am. Uh, one interesting <laughs> note is that on Henderson University's official website, they actually talk about the Lady in Black. But what Henderson says on their website is that the legend of the Lady in Black began in 1912, God, even before that, and now, following the tenure of a Henderson student named Nell Page, who is credited with creating the story, Nell I was thinking Nell haunting of Hill House. Oh, yeah, I was thinking. But also, that. yeah, Chigabey.
1: Anyway, Nell 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 Nell. Way,
0: This would be a great joke if either one of them listened this to this podcast. <laughs> Peter Nell Sawyer
1: or Jody Foster.
0: Jody. Are you there? Are you there, Chickabane way? It's me, Nell. It's me. <laughs> Stop. Okay, so the lady in black. Uh, Nell, according to the legend, <laughs> the lady in black roamed the halls in the girls' dormitory predicting who would win the Battle of the Ravine, which was the big homecoming football game. If she wore black, it meant that Henderson won. If she was clothed in white, it meant that Wachita was predicted to win. After Nell's death at an early age, I don't know why or what happened. I couldn't figure out what happened to her. Sure. The story goes on that it was her ghost who walked the halls. But whatever school they went to... She
1: walks the beaches of Wachite. (laughs) Beaches of Cheyenne by Brooks.
0: Whatever school they went to... If the lady in black is real, then she's doomed to wander looking for her lost love and her homecoming forever. Girl. That's number one. Number two, heartbreak at the governor's mansion in Texas. Bam. The third and final Confederate governor of Texas was Pendleton Murrah. Stories differ concerning the relationship to Governor Murrah and of the individual who we are about to talk of. Stories differ concerning the relationship of Governor Murrah to the individual who brought his own life to a close by a gunshot to the head in the governor's mansion. Some stories say he was a young man, generally stated to have been about 19 years old, toward the end of the war at the time of the tragedy. Um, So apparently this young man went to the mansion. He met the governor's niece. He fell in love with her. And he went to propose and ask for her hand in marriage, and she turned him away. So, apparently, as soon as she turned him away, uh, he was staying in the mansion, so he took himself back to his bedroom, and in the middle of the night, he shot himself in the head, in a bedroom in the governor's mansion, because this girl spurned his love and his affection and said no. why
1: did she say no to him?
0: (laughs) <laughs> chee tay <laughs> oia way oia-bicka-chee-way. bay way nay. in the wind. <laughs> Jody said, she said no. But the stories say that after he killed himself, in a very short time, anguished wails and moans could be heard from the bedroom. Ooh. Like months after he died, suddenly they started hearing these wails and these moans and this anguished crying coming from the bedroom. So much so that servants refused to enter the room and clean the blood splattered walls. So they hadn't even gone in to clean it after oh, he killed no, himself, no. because they would go in and they would hear like, and ah. they're like, "Yeah, fuck that." Never mind. No, I'm not interested. Chickabee, nay, bye.
1: I don't get paid enough.
0: Nope. they' a way she pay mm. me more. Nana way, Wei, Chica Bay Way, my therapist said no. <laughs> the room I'm gonna tay into wind. You can't keep me here. <laughs> I'ma tay into taxi. The story state uh hold on. The room was often found to be ice cold and had a mysterious banging noise so that no one could ever sleep inside of it. Um the next in there. the but he wished he was banging that girl but she said no. She said it away. So he said bang and killed himself. Yeah. I got it. All right, moving on. The next governor um had the room sealed and just completely sealed it off. Yet The cold breaths, rattling, moaning, and turning of doorknobs continued such that housekeeping staff dreaded this portion of the entire house, avoiding it whenever possible. So they wouldn't even go down the hallway that this room is on. It would be cold. They'd hear moaning. There'd be like someone would be rattling the doorknob. They didn't want to deal with it. That remained as it was the room sealed off until about the 20th century, When they started construction and remodeling and the room was unsealed. To this day, they say that the sounds of wailing, moaning, anguished cries are still heard. Especially on Sundays, which is apparently the day he killed himself. Right. The Lord's Day. The Lord's Day that he killed himself. And to this day, you can still hear him crying about being rebuffed by his true love. God damn. I know. And my last story... It's not a ghost story, but it's a very, uh, I find it funny because I have a really fucked up sense of humor Okay, story. Sure. So, according to a um, book about New York history, you'll find in Woodlawn Cemetery in the Bronx of New York, the grave of a boy killed by kisses, what? George Spencer Millet celebrated his 15th birthday the day after valentine's day on february 15th 1909 he was working as an office boy at the metropolitan life building at the time and according to this record he was so popular with the ladies at the office that they would chase him around on his birthday trying to shower him with kisses in the ensuing playful scuffle george fell and then shouted out I am stabbed! He then went unconscious, bleeding profusely from the chest and dying soon afterwards in an ambulance. Turns out, George had an ink eraser in his pocket, which in those days meant a pointed blade for scraping off paper. Somehow, in all the well-meaning shenanigans, he had fallen on it and it had pierced his heart. If you visit his grave in Woodlawn you'll see the whole narrative spelled out on his tombstone, which reads, Lost life by stab in falling on ink eraser, evading six young women trying to give him birthday kisses in the Metropolitan Life Building. Be careful with your kisses, ladies. You might kill a teenager. You just might. Happy Valentine's Day. Kill by kisses. Kill by kisses. They dead. were like, you're so cute. at your birthday. And then we get those cheeks. <laughs> oh, he fell. Oh, he up. dead. I'm going to
1: eat you. Up. You're fucking dead.
0: I'm going to eat you. I'm going to eat you. Oh, no. Got that cute aggression. Now he dead. He dead. D-E-D dead. Mm-hmm. So those are my stories. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Stephanie, what are you talking about this week? What am I talking about? I'm talking
1: about someone who was just looking for love. <laughs> In all the wrong places. He didn't mean to kill anybody. He was just trying to make the perfect, obedient zombie lover. That's right. You've been watching that Netflix show, ain't you? No. Oh. I'm not talking about Ted Bundy. That's
0: next week. Ah, okay. Who's the zombie? I'm talking about Jeffrey Dahmer. Dahmer. (laughs) You know what? I got him confused and I feel awful, but oh, they're okay. two white serial killers. They are, with very different. Who were known for being good looking, and that's why they evaded the police. Jeffrey Dahmer, yeah, I was like, yeah, well, as, he, as he, he got that himself, one zombie. He
1: was Milwaukee good looking.
0: <laughs> well, he had the one, you'll probably, but he had the one guy who got away, and he, then sure they got to the cops, and he was like, <laughs> he's silly. He's just, Look at me, I'm white. He's,
1: right. He's, he's silly. my young Asian boyfriend. Right. Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, which I had a feeling what you were going to ask me on the porch, maybe it wasn't, was if I had seen Josh's show, The Confessions of Jeffrey Dahmer. Have you seen it? I saw it with Val. <gasps> so Val, because I was going to ask you if you wanted to see it, but Val actually invited me to go see it. Um, And Val was like, do you want to go see the show? And I was like, oh, my God. Yes, I do. Right. Do I? So I'm going to talk a little bit about Jeffrey Dahmer, but I'm also going to talk about the experience of seeing Josh's show. I want to see it, but I've also been seeing that it's been sold out. Right. I'm like, you need to go see it. Now, when I say sold out... What I want to tell you is what I told Val when we were going up to the show was I was like, um, so you remember Josh Hitchens, everyone? He was our first guest. Guest Toberfest. Excuse me, Guest Toberfest. <laughs> I apologize. What just happened? I burped. Anyway, you remember Josh from. Guestoberfest. Oh, I thought you were going to do it with me again. It oh, doesn't I'm matter. Sorry. He was our first guest, and he's a professional ghost storyteller. He does ghost tours here in Philadelphia. He's an actor and director around Philadelphia. And he had told us that he had previously done this show called The Confessions of Jeffrey Dahmer that he wrote and starred in, and that he was going to. You know, think about putting it back on. He, it's, it's back on right now. If you're in Philadelphia, that's the other thing I want to plug, is the Confessions of Jeffrey Dahmer, written by and starring our good friend Josh Hitchens.
0: How long is it going on for? Him? It
1: is going on until the 17th of February. Perfect. Um, just Google Confessions of Jeffrey Dahmer Philadelphia. The shows that are available, if you're listening to this now, the 14th, 15th, 16th, and 17th, it's $15. It's at what's called the Art Church of Philadelphia. And we're going to get into that. <laughs> but it's really great and you should absolutely see it. And it – oh, man. So the experience of going to see it. So we were like, we're going to uh, – I got us some special cookies. And we each ate a cookie and went to go see the show. And I parked the car. And first we were going into this, like, bodega to get juice. And that in and of itself was, like, a weird experience. Where it was like a bunker. Like, they had to buzz us in where there was like a doorbell and somebody buzzed us to the us bodega to the bodega and there wasn't really thing at the f- there wasn't really anything at the front there was like a fridge with some drinks in it and then another fridge with like frozen meat but like goat and like that what kind the of meat fuck? yeah and then like past all that was like the rest of the bodega um and then like there was like a bulletproof glass where like the cashier was and somebody was arguing with her in a different language which I'm, you know, you're, you're, you're allowed to be here. Speak your language. I'm not like, speak English. I'm just like, so I just, I don't know what they were arguing about. (laughs) Speak whatever language you like. I just, I don't know what was happening. And, um, (laughs) she's just like, come on up. And Val like bought juice and like, that was weird. And so Val was already in like a weird headspace. (laughs) And so then we like, we're like, okay, so we're around the corner from the place. We're going to go up to it. And we're in a neighborhood. And I was like, if it's anything like the last show that I saw Josh do, Josh basically just tells ghost stories in a basement. Yeah. But I got to tell it like by, by candlelight. And I got to tell you, though, it's worth every fucking penny. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's a good. wonderful experience. Right. I was like,
0: it is amazing. But it's in someone's garage or basement. Right. So I was like, so
1: we're probably going to walk up to a house, which we walk up to this house where they put the letters, you know, art uh, the Art Church of Philadelphia. And we come in and I'm looking around and it's a very lovely house. And he was like, oh, you're going to want to sit up front. <laughs> Just what they told us last time. Same guy who was there last time. No, oh, okay, okay. Right? Who was like, you know, if you want to, you know, it's it gets better if you sit close. Blah blah blah. And I was like, oh, where, where's the front? And he's like, oh, it's in the basement. And I was like, mm, of course, course right? Rec- rec- mm-hmm. So, um, we both go to the bathroom, and then we go down to the basement. So you get down to the basement, and there's like twelve, maybe sixteen seats. Not very many seats at all, because okay. you're in a basement with like a white wall, and half the wall is totally blank, and the other half. They've drawn with like charcoal, what looks like wood grain, like on the other ones. Um, There's a shelf and I'm examining it as like a theater person from like a set perspective where I'm like, okay, like here's what they're working with. Here's what's going on. Um, And there's like a bookshelf with like one picture and like a skillet and a Barbie and a disposable camera. (laughs) There is a stool and a little bench, like not a bench, a little like block. And on top of the block is, like, a light, like, like a single light bulb thing on a cord. And I was like, oh, they're going to turn off all the fucking lights, and he's going to come in, and that's going to be the only light he's using. Like, that's what's going <laughs> to Yeah. <laughs> so they start this, like, really creepy fucking music that just sounds like, it sounds like a saw, like, this, like... <clears throat> me like it's doing that right and they turn all the lights off and so we're all sitting in there right exactly, of course and we're all sitting in there and everyone's kind of starting to giggle like it's that nervous You're so nervous giggle, right we're like oh my god what's gonna happen me and val of course val is like ripped val is, like so high. and when i made them sit with me in the front because i was like this is a job we're gonna sit in the front row like this is what we're doing yeah. And I was like, "Don't worry, it's not going to be like he's not going to like grab you or touch you. It's that's not his thing. But he will talk really intensely at you. Like that's, that's more Josh's thing." <laughs> and so, like the lights got, we're listening to this creepy music, and you can't see anything because it's pitch dark. And I was just like, the the chair, the stool is like right in front of us. And I was like, it's gonna like the lights gonna click on. He's gonna be right in front of us. I can't see him, but I know he's gonna be right in front of us. And I'm like whispering to Val, "I was like, I, I, he's gonna be like." I it's gotta be right. right. Us. And like you're like, we're all sitting, we're all sitting there, and then click the light comes on. <laughs> and Josh is like, right here, and he's got the light. And he looks like Jeffrey Dahmer with his glasses and his little blonde, creepy hair, and like his button up, buttoned all the way up and his long sleeve shirt. Um Yeah, and it was a really it was quite an experience because it's a Josh show, but it was in the best way possible. It was so good. It was terrifying and I had so much fun. And he was so amazing. And one of my favorite um, things that he did was there. So the stool that he's sitting on, there's a part where the stool basically acts as like the body of the person. So he's got the stool down on the ground and he's talking about having cut this person open And reaching inside the person. And the stool is on the ground, and he's, like, reaching in where it looks like into a rib cage, Mm -hmm. like, reaching into the stool. It was really – and talking about, like, feeling the insides. But the visual is, like, really – just really fantastic. And then (laughs) – so, there was a line – I don't know if you want to keep this or cut. You can cut this part. I don't know if you will or not. But, like, I don't want to give it away. But there was this this one line where I was like, that's so fucked. I'm never going to forget this. Where I was like, I'm watching Josh come right now. Because he's talking about fucking this person, right? And he's like, I love you. 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 And then I came inside him and realized I was going to be late for work at the chocolate factory. (laughs) 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 and i just started laughing so hard at like (laughs) the absurdity where i was like this is so messed up and i love it so much oh my god it was it (laughs) was like that part in the netflix documentary where he's like and i went home and showered and had some mouthwash and went down there fully prepared to suck suck his dick dick, where you're just like i just what what (laughs) what what And there was, like... That's so funny. When I talked to Josh afterward and talked about all the parts where people laughed, he was, like, I love it when people laugh. Because it's such... You can tell it's out of such discomfort. And, like, it's just... (laughs) Right. And that was... Like, I laughed a lot, but it was all where I was, like, this is so awful. But it was really good. I absolutely recommend seeing it. So to talk more about Jeffrey Dahmer, I also did a paper on him in college where I took this class at my first college that I went to, which is one of those hippy-dippy liberal arts colleges where they make you take classes, that they call them dumb things. And I took a class. My freshman seminar was a class that was called uh, Real World Supervillains. And it was about people like Hitler and Stalin and, like, serial killers like Jeffrey Dahmer and all sorts of people that, like, who would be... Who would be a villain in the real world? Mm -hmm. Um, Also in this class, I had to debate that Stalin was a hero. And my debate partner was shitty. But the other team was really bad. And I won the debate. And they were like, do you really feel that way? And I was like, no. But I did my assignment. And I'm good at it. But I had done a paper on Jeffrey Dahmer. And I was really fascinated by him because he was gay. Like, he was a gay Mm -hmm. serial killer. And the two have nothing to do with each other. I want to (laughs) point out, talking about... Him being a homosexual and talking about him being um a cold blooded murderer. Not a cold-blooded murderer. We'll get into it. But being really into the idea of being dominant, like having a fetish for for dominance, like those things and being a right and being a murderer, like they're not related. Most people who are murderers are are straight and not necessarily sexual sadists. <laughs> like they're separate things. So he also is a murderer. But his th- his killings were all under this idea of, like, trying to – he was trying to have someone who would be, like, just his perfect, like, basically perfect, like, sex slave. Like, that's what he wanted. Yeah. Um, and when people – like, he would think he found someone who was going to be with him, and then they would want to leave, and he would drug them and – Not let them leave. Uh, He was also a cannibal. Like, he consumed parts of them, kept parts of them in the fridge. Uh, He had a vat of acid in his bedroom with torsos in it that he was trying to, like, get rid of. Just torsos? Well, it's mostly torsos, from what I understand. Because they're so massive. A head, a hand, a foot, a leg. Those are all That'll go fast. That'll go fast. But that's just one giant.
0: And it was in his bedroom? In his bedroom. In his bedroom. Where he sleeps at night? Yep. So oh.
1: the last couple of victims that he had, because like I said, he wasn't trying to kill them; it just always kind of happened that way. He was I just trying happen to happen to have this vat of acid in my bedroom <laughs> well, just no, in case
0: I might. He kill didn't kill you. them with the
1: acid. He tried to get rid of the body with the with the acid.
0: But it, it, every time he's like, "Oh, I mean, this this is going really good. Oh, I killed you. Damn, he, I'll use the acid. Oh no, I killed you again. I wish I saw that there was a trend here. Basically, it was reverting to. He was trying to do like crude lobotomies to
1: try mm. and lobotomize someone to the point where they would still be alive and functioning, but wouldn't fight and wouldn't run away. Right. That's what he was going for. Um, And consuming people's bodies, parts of people's bodies, people's livers, people's hearts, whatever consuming part of their body made him feel that they were like a part of him now that he really had them inside him and with him forever. That Even they though could he never leave him. Out. Out. That was the same thing I said to Val. I I'm was, like, you still
0: pooped him back out again. Right.
1: I was like, they don't stay with you. You poop him out just like bubble gum. I know you think it's in your system seven years. It's not, you poop it out you're like everything poop else. It. And you're going to poop out the people you eat. So most of his victims were uh, men of color, young men and young boys. Uh, his victim that a lot of people know about was a 14 year old boy. Um, I'm trying to remember his name. I'm so sorry. I should have had that ready. Um, but he was, I believe, Laotian. And he had actually, like, gotten away from uh, Dahmer after he had been drugged. And he was still really, like, a little bit loopy. Um, And didn't he already have, like, he'd already drilled into his head? I don't know that he had given him the lobotomy yet. Um... Sorry, I'm trying to, like, find it. There's so many murders. It's terrible. Um, Conorac Synth... I can't say his name. (coughs) Conorac Synthesomophone. He was 14 years old. And the way that... Uh, Dahmer lured him back the same way he lured most people back. Most men was by offering them money to do photo shoots where he would say like, you're really attractive. I would, I would love to pay you $50 and take some photos of you if you don't mind. Uh, And it would start that way. And then he would give them a drink, usually with sleeping pills in it uh, and drug them and then take pictures of them and, and rape them, like do things to them while they were unconscious. And, um, Most of them he didn't kill. He said that he had had sex with like, you know, over 100 men, but he killed like 17. And he was like, most still a lot, but he still raped a lot of young men and boys, regardless (sighs) of whether or not he killed them. Um, But in this search for this like perfect, just submissive domicile zombie boyfriend, that's what he was going for. Ultimately, he was caught. He was brought to justice um, and he was found guilty. He, you know, said that he wished he hadn't done the things that he did and he knew he caused a lot of pain. But that like he was really glad to be captured because it was like a compulsion that he couldn't control and he didn't want to do it anymore and was glad to be in a place where he couldn't do it anymore because he couldn't stop himself. So obviously he needed to be intervened with. Jeez. Yeah. So he was sentenced to something like nine life sentences, like multiple life sentences. Like there was no way he was ever going to get out of jail. Um, He was arrested in, was it 91? Because it was like the late 80s, early 90s that he was doing all his shit. Um, But he confessed in 91 after he was caught. Um, He waived his right to a lawyer Sat through interrogations, told them everything, everything that he had done, where they could wow. find all these bodies. But the thing with the 14-year-old boy, yeah. So the he had gotten away from him, and the cops had found him. Like, he was there in the neighborhood with these two girls, and the police were there. And he walked up, and he was just kind of like, oh, like, that's my, you know, we live together. Like, I'm so sorry. He's just drunk. He, you know, sometimes he gets, he gets like this. And the police actually carried the boy back to Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment, and they saw the pictures that he had of him, of the young boy, and he was like, yeah, he's he's my partner, he's my boyfriend, like, these are our pictures. And the cops were just kind of like, ew, like, a bunch of gays, and, like, threw the pictures down and left, and left him there with Jeffrey Dahmer.
0: Oh my god. Yeah. It's uh, terrible.
1: So... That's rough. Um, Ultimately, I believe he was murdered in prison. (laughs) Oh, really? Yes. He had, like I said, multiple life sentences. Um, On the morning of November twenty eighth, 1994, Dahmer left his cell to conduct his assigned work detail. Accompanying him were two fellow inmates, Jesse Anderson and Christopher Scarver. The trio was left unsupervised in the showers of the prison gym for approximately 20 minutes. At approximately 8:10 a.m., Dahmer was discovered on the floor of the bathroom gym, suffering from extreme head and facial wounds. Uh, he had been severely bludgeoned about the head and face with a 20-inch metal bar. <gasps> His head had also been repeatedly struck against the wall in the assault. Although wow. Dahmer was still alive and was rushed to a nearby hospital, <gasps> he was pronounced dead one hour later. Anderson had also been beaten with the same instrument and died two days later from his wounds. Scarver, who was serving a life sentence for a murder committed in 1990, informed the authorities he had first attacked Dahmer with a metal bar um, as he was cleaning the staff locker room before attacking Anderson, and cleaned the, who was cleaning the inmate locker room. According to Scarver, Dahmer did not yell or make any noise when he was attacked Immediately after attacking both men, Scarver, who was thought to have been schizophrenic, returned to his cell and informed a prison guard, God told me to do it. Jesse Anderson and Jeffrey Dahmer are dead. Scarver was adamant that he had not planned the attacks in advance, although he later divulged the investigations he had concealed the 20-inch iron bar used to kill both men in his clothing shortly before the killings. Upon learning of his death, Dahmer's mother, Joyce Flint, responded angrily to the media, Now is everybody happy? Now that he's been bludgeoned to death, is that good enough for everyone? The response of the families of Dahmer's victims were mixed, although it appears most were pleased with his death. The district attorney who prosecuted Dahmer cautioned against turning Scarver into a folk hero, noting that Dahmer's death was still a murder. On May 15, 95, Scarver was sentenced to two additional terms of life imprisonment for the murders of Dahmer and Anderson.
0: Damn, I didn't know that. That's how he died. Yes, that's all new. I knew he was beaten to death in prison. Yeah, and he didn't scream. And he or didn't anything. fight. He was
1: like, "I deserve this." He was like, "Do it, whatever."
0: jeez. Oh, yeah, that's rough. It is rough. Go see <laughs> the
1: Confessions of Jeffrey Dahmer. Go see
0: Josh pretend to be this person. Dude, it's so good. It's so... uh I know, good. I want to see it. It's really good. I really good. want to.
1: Go watch him in a basement, pretend to be Jeffrey Dahmer, and with a single light, and it's creepy and amazing. And
0: pretend to fuck a stool. And pretend to fuck a stool. And then eviscerate it.
1: And... Yes, the eviscerating of the of the body of the stool,
0: <laughs> it really is the
1: like it's it's you see it like it's so good like you can see ev- all bet. the things he's that he's so going good. through. Oh, he's amazing! It's really really incredible. Whew. Check it out, everyone! Happy Valentine's Day! Happy Valentine's Day! Hope you find your true zombie love. Yep. Don't lobotomize them and pour. Unless they deserve it. Acid or boiling water into their brain. Unless they deserve it.
0: Um, What? (laughs) What? Oh, Sarah.
1: Oh, Stephanie. Follow us on Instagram at Stories. all one word with a Z. You can email us, deadtimestories at gmail.com. Please email us. Please email us. We're on Facebook. Write us a review, preferably five stars. On iTunes and on Facebook, take a screenshot, send it to our email address. Email
0: us. Email
1: us even just to say hey. Even just to say hey, I listen. Hey I've never said that abortion joke. Stop saying the word abortion. (laughs) Stop talking about such and such. I don't like it. No more poop jokes. Or just to be like,
0: Hey, just want to say hey, yo, we love you, it's what's up. Don't email me if you're gonna tell me to not make any more poop jokes. I don't like that. You heard the woman? Don't. Don't. I will make all the poop jokes that I want. I'm pretty regular with those. Got them. No, don't throw the mic. dropping the mic.
1: <laughs> but not literally because so I know bad. they're really expensive.
0: We didn't do that. We that didn't, didn't happen. That. You imagined it. we yep. Well, tune in next week. Next week is going to be episode 40. It is. So get ready with that. We've got some fun, exciting things going on, you guys. Like us, friend us, follow us. Email us.
1: Er, 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 I'm Sarah. Sorry, I was yawning and I was going to say send more ghost dick pics.
0: Oh, that too. Or Lady Gaga. And Lady Gaga, bring it
1: on. Bubble dress, meat dress, Joanne. We have talked about this. Yep. I don't want to sound ungrateful, but you know. She's Stephanie. I am. I'm Stephanie. I'm Sarah. And this has been Dead Time Jewelries. Thanks for listening,
0: and happy VD. I know, it's VD Day.
1: Dead Time Stories is hosted by Sarah Heddens and Stephanie C. Kurnison. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Rennie Slackman.